to the Sounds Like Fun podcast. It don't matter underground or the mainstream. We taking over everything American dreams. Make a move, long nights to the light beams. What's going on world? Welcome to another episode of the Sounds Like Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. Um, thank you guys for listening, checking me out. Um, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. You can also uh, check out episodes of this podcast on my SoundCloud page, which I will leave in a link to the description below. Um, that is also where I host my other podcast, the Dojo Talk Podcast which I co-host uh, with my homie, the Antaku, and we cover combat sports, UFC, Bellator, you know, MMA, kickboxing, boxing, all that good stuff. So if that is something you're interested in listening to, or you just want to listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, as opposed to YouTube, you can go over there and uh, give that a look. I will be dropping plenty of content as I'm on vacation, and I have a lot of free time on my hands, and I plan on recording a lot. So, give that page a look. There'll be a lot of content coming. Um, just gonna try to pump out as many album reviews as I can while I have this uh, this time on my hands. But um, I got to get right into this episode because this might be a long one. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I might have y'all here for a little bit with this one because um, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack uh, with this bad boy. So uh, without further ado. The album I will be discussing, Lupe Fiasco, Drogas Wave. Um, this is Lupe's, I think, seventh album. It's either six or seven. Um, this is the follow-up to Drogas Light, which came out in 2017. Um, that album did not sit very well <laughs> with me outside of about two to three songs. The rest of that album I did not care all that much for, but Lupe is just one of those guys that when you've given me bodies of work like The Cool, which is like one of my all-time favorite albums, when you've given me Food and Liquor, when you've given me Enemy of the State, and just, you know, other just random like Lucy's that he's dropped, SLR, um, Tetsuo and Youth, you gave me Mural, <laughs> like, there, there's just, he's given me so much great work that like even when he has his missteps, I, I I like I just I'll always come back because I'm like he's given me so much great just mind blowing material that I'm always willing to give him a listen just in hopes that the next one will be the one like he gave me Tetsuo on Youth and I was like yes Lupe's back on he's back on track I can rock with this and then he gave me Drogas Light I was like ugh why did why did you do this to me <laughs> why why did you stab me in the chest like this but, um, yeah, man, we, we've heard about Drogas Wave for a while. If you've been following Lupe, he's mentioned this album plenty of time over the last few years. And this is finally here, man. Um, so let's let's talk about it. And like I said, this this episode might be a little long because this is a lot going on <laughs> with this project. But um, so how, how do I even start? this? I guess before. I even really talk about the album. Um, one thing that is very important to understand about this album 
as you 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 really need to understand the concept that he was trying to do because I feel like if you don't get the concept then there's a lot on this album especially like the first half of this album that will completely go over your head it probably won't make any kind of sense you'll be like Lupe why are you talking about walking in water with whales and dolphins (laughs) like there's a lot about this album that will not make sense to you so just to um clarify that if, if you don't know if you happen to be listening to this review before you listen to the album or maybe if you just didn't know if you just listened to the album and maybe you enjoyed it but you didn't really understand what he was talking about um in an interview with billboard that he did i don't know if that was earlier this year or last year but i pulled up the quote um so lupe's description of kind of like the idea of this album um he says and i quote um it's about a group of slaves on a slave ship on their way to africa to the west indies and they are thrown off the boat but they didn't die. They stayed alive and lived under the sea, and they dedicate their lives to sinking slave ships. So they become this super underwater force against slavery. It's like a super deep story that I'm building on different fronts. But that's the main idea and source material for the album. So I know that probably sounds like mad crazy, but I think it's actually a pretty dope concept. But that that idea is very essential to understanding and enjoying this album because he really does he really does follow a narrative all throughout this album from topics to even like the way the songs are sequenced so it's like really important that you understand that narrative because like i said a lot of this album just won't make sense to you um it might just be a bunch of noise (laughs) a bunch of words but with that in mind and keep that theme in mind as i talk about this album uh, let's let's dig into production first. So um, the production credits I found, which was actually a pretty good handful of people. Um, hopefully I didn't miss anybody, but there was a lot lot of production. Uh, Lupe himself uh, produced a few tracks on here. Dylan James soundtrack. Christopher Kill Umbus Kill Columbus. I don't know. It's like Columbus, but with Kill. You you get it. <laughs> um, uh, Boykin. Uh, Freeway TJ, S1, Lewis Manuel, I don't know if it's Tech, spelled T3K, so I'm assuming that's Tech, uh, Christian Sager, Vaughn Beats, Carl McCormick, DJ Dahi, uh, Oren Yoel, Simon Says, Ian Valentine, and Johnny Thomas Jr. So, production-wise, I think this is some of, this is some of Lupe's, like, best-sounding work that I've heard from him and what's kind of crazy is I don't even think I don't think the production on here was even it's not like it was anything too crazy like there weren't like any beats that I heard and I was like oh my god this is you know it wasn't anything like that but it was just it was just very well produced like I felt like the production wasn't trying to do too much it was very consistent throughout um, you get some tracks, uh, like Manila that got a nice little knock to them. So some of these beats do kind of, kind of bang. You get some, uh, very nice use of live instrumentations with some drums, some kicks, you know, synths, keys, pianos, get some nice little, you know, guitars and bass guitar riffs going on. The production just throughout was very consistent. Um, and like I said, it's not necessarily mind blowing or like anything that's like, crazy next level but i think with what the production was doing it helped kind of like set the mood to a lot of these tracks um 
it was a really good accompaniment and a compliment to Lupe to really help drive home like these moods and these feelings that he was trying to convey with these songs. So just in that way, the production was just really good. And even, and I, I hate to use the word sonically, but it's, it just sounds really clean. Like it was mixed really well. It, it's, it sounded really focused. Um, like I said, it wasn't, tr the production wasn't trying to do too much, but it did what I think it needed to do. Um, to really help drive home, you know, what he was trying to do with these tracks. Um, like I said, tracks like uh, Manila got a nice, nice little, nice little knock to it. Um, then you get the tracks like Wave Files and Down, which have this really kind of spacey, almost aquatic feel, which really ties into the theme of like the slaves being underwater. So it's little details like that that made this production so great. Then you even have tracks like XO, uh, which have like at least like when the hook kicks in it has almost like this spacey like electronic vibe kind of sort of for lack of a better term um and then you can do uh, further down the tracks you get uh like cripple and king yeah cripple and king Nas, which have more of a, a smoother kind of jazzy just kind of head nod uh feel to them so production was really 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 well done like i said not super mind-blowing but just very consistent uh throughout and that's kind of hard to carry because when, <laughs> the first thing i noticed when i looked at the track listing of this was like oh my god this is 24 songs like lupe i hope you know what you're doing bro because if you give me 24 songs and this is trash at the end i am livid <laughs> livid and i mean some of these uh some of these tracks out of the 24 um, are interludes but like even if you take away the interludes this is still like a 1920 track album even if you take off the interludes so like regardless th this this album is a pretty long listen i, I, I want to say it clocked in at it's like an hour it's it's like a movie length <laughs> like this was a really long album but it honestly didn't I've listened to this a bunch of times and I don't know if it's just because I ended up really, really, really liking this, but it didn't feel like 24, um, 24 songs or well, partially because when I listen, I'm skipping skits, but like you get it, like you listen to some albums that are that long and it literally just, it feels like a drag to get through, but this, this didn't give me that feel like I listened to this and even when I'm skipping around, like it just it doesn't feel like a drag because I'm enjoying it so much. So, props to him. Though I like I said, in my personal taste, um, I would prefer albums to be. I feel like 15 is a good max out if you're gonna go any longer. But really, I feel like the sweet spot is like 12 to 13. But I get it. He had this really kind of in-depth story that he was trying to tell. So I, I guess maybe it was just needed to stretch this out. Uh, for 24 so but pr like I said production wise really really solid um, all the way throughout good sounds that just really complement you know what he was trying to do um, so that's it for production so now we need to get into lyrics because this this is where this is where a lot of the magic <laughs> with, with this album uh, happens which it shouldn't be really a surprise if, if you listen to Lupe you know he he has one of those godly pens. Like he, I, I put him on another, 
he's on like another stratosphere. He's different. There aren't a lot of people who can rap like he does. Like dude has one of those pens that like you don't want those problems. Um but l- lyrically. So let's 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 start there or or continue on there. So like I said, the story of this album uh kind of follows the idea of these slaves who were on the slave ship and then, you know, they end up, you know, underwater, so on and so forth. Lyrically, he did a really amazing job of just like imagery and describing how that even happens. Like it's these first few tracks um, from Manila to Gold versus the Right Things to Do and then like to Wave Files and Down. It's literally like a sequential order of these events that kind of happen with these slaves from um I feel like Manila is kind of like the precursor and then by the end of Manila I think it mentions like the slave ships um gold versus the right thing to do uh, I thought was a really interesting take um I, I, and I could be wrong I feel like this was from the perspectives of the people that traded the slaves and it's like we got this gold from <laughs> kind of selling off our own people but we sold off our own people so it's kind of like was this really, should we have really kind of done this? I thought that was a really, really, um, really interesting take. Um, but like I said, I just really love the way he literally just describes this, the story and the narrative. And like I said, the tracks are sequences. So the story really does like move right along from one song into the next one. So as long as you understand the theme of it, you can kind of follow it. Um, and you won't get lost. So like I said, Wave starts the story, um, kind of how they got underwater so in wave files they by the end of wave files they're under the water and they're basically going back to africa and he just uses a lot of imagery of you know once they get underwater um there was a line i don't know if it was in wave files or if it was in the song before that but like at the end of the song they fall off the boat and they think they're gonna drown you know instinctively you would you fall off a boat you're thinking you know this is it this is over and there's a voice underwater that just tells them like yo just breathe like you're fine and then they run into this whole civilization (laughs) at the bottom of the ocean and they find out like oh no it's good down here like we can live underwater um it's, it's, it's all good and that is really further driven in the song down uh featuring nikki jean where they're literally talking about like oh we're interacting with the sea life these whales you know we cool with the whales we chilling with the lobsters <laughs> like we, we we hanging out with the dolphins like it's it's all good in this little this little underwater you know society we got going on down here and it's just it's really crazy how he is just able to tell these stories and you would think listening like you would think trying to pull something like this off like delivery wise it wouldn't sound good like it would sound forced but to me this it didn't sound forced at all like this literally sounded like a really awesome concept that he really took some time and thought about and he delivered it in a way that it it does sound good to listen to from like i said from production and just his lyrics and the way and like i said you know lupe he's dude, dude is a super wordsmith like he's really great at just being able to describe things and even though he kind of 
speaks in parables and metaphors <laughs> a lot of the time. This was definitely an album that while I was listening to, I was reading the lyrics. And I'm pretty sure, like a lot of Lupe songs, even knowing the background of the album and understanding some of the references, I'm pretty sure there's a good ton of this album that probably flew right over my head. And I'll, I'll catch a bar like five years from now <laughs> and be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. But um, nah, man, he... He, he he did an amazing job um, with the story. And also what I really liked about this album is um, I feel like there are some songs that kind of, they're a part of the story, but like they're not a part of the story, I, I guess, in, in a roundabout way. Um, he, he has other songs that aren't necessarily tied to this uh I guess slave narrative, but they also deal with, um, like some of them are storytelling tracks. Uh, some of them deal with, uh, topics of blackness, whether it, it be in reference to American blacks or African blacks, you, you know what I mean? But even the other tracks that aren't necessarily a part of this narrative, they're still like purposeful and meaningful tracks so it doesn't feel like the story is getting like derailed like uh god forgive me for <laughs> probably butchering this name uh hala Selassie, uh featuring nikki jean shout out to nikki jean him and nikki jean had some had some joints on here and she did amazing on all of the hooks um that she was on uh which is quite a few on this album but uh that was a pretty uh nod to uh hala Selassie who I believe was like a king of Ethiopia. Um, and I really enjoyed that track, how he would start, uh, before, the, before, before the verse would start, he would say like a quote from Selassie. And I felt like the verses kind of somewhat like tied into the quotes. Um, so I, I thought that was really awesome. Um, other tracks that were even kind of like somewhat off the narrative, but still, they were kind of off the narrative, but now that I actually think about it, some of them weren't. So um, Alan Forever is a really... This is a really, really strong, <laughs> really sad song. Um, so I had to do a lot of this album, a lot of these references, I had to do some research on to like get the full um, understanding of what was going on. So Alan Forever is actually based on a real person. Um, the person it is based on uh, was a child named Alan Curdy. So Alan Curdy... Um, I want to, I think was a, a Syrian refugee. He was three years old and he and his family were trying to make it from Syria uh, to Europe. And he, um, the kid um, unfortunately died uh, drowning in the water. I, I think they, I don't remember if they were on a boat or something happened. And, and you know, unfortunately the kid, um, you know, he didn't make it. And there's a picture online and you can look it up. Like in, in Lupe's verse, he describes, um, Allen wearing like a red I think he said red shirt uh blue shorts whatever and there's literally the picture there's a picture online of Allen um literally like dead as he washed ashore and he was wearing a red shirt and blue shorts it might have been flipped around but you, you get what I'm saying like he described literally what he was wearing in that picture but in the song Allen Forever Lupe flips the story and in his version instead of Allen dying at shore Allen became like uh, an Olympic Canadian gold medalist um, in swimming, and then he tells this really good story of uh, Alan who saved 
uh, Allen ends up, ends up saving a kid who drowned, um, who drowned at, a, who was about to drown at the beach. Um, he has references like, you know, uh, Allen was like the greatest swimmer ever, and Michael Phelps was his coach. It was really crazy how he kind of flipped the story around. Um, it, it was just a really, really touching track. Um, and he has another track on here uh, called uh, Janala Forever. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, Janala Forever. And I think this was actually an old song. I didn't know this. That Apparently this song had came out a couple of years ago. But this was my first time hearing it. So it was still brand new to me. But this was also based on a real person. Um, uh, Janala Watkins was a six-month-old um, who was killed by a gang member in Chicago. And in Lupe's version, he flips her story into uh, Janala grows up she becomes like a, a person in the medical field um she gets offered you know she's obviously like she's very smart very intelligent she gets offered you know a lot of these high paying jobs and you know places that want her to work for them and instead of going to work in these far off you know like upscale places she wants to stay in her neighborhood and she opens up a clinic there to the people in her neighborhood who like can't afford it the clinic's free so people can just come and get treatment when they need and then the song ends with her helping a baby who I believe got shot. So it was just really crazy how he was able to to flip these real life tragedies and just kind of like reimagine them um, in another way. So uh, tracks tracks like that were just really really awesome. Um, imagine that where he goes into detail kind of about like his record deal situation at Atlantic. Um, and you know not really having regrets but he, he really just goes into deep detail about how all that went down um kingdom with damian marley was really awesome he king king nas he man <laughs> there, there's so it's so much good like content in this album like i said this this story and just idea of the slaves going back to africa living underwater um it, the way he just describes it is it's really it's just really crazy like just the imagery and the way he ties it all together is it's crazy how good this this turned out um so like i said he you get to follow this just his narrative the entire time through the album and even when it kind of strays into other areas it's it's still awesome it's still great it's still just so good to listen to and he did just a really good job of like i said i feel like everything on this album really was there with a purpose and i, I really love like i said the features and man shout outs to nikki jean shout outs to troy irons um shout out to damian marley for being on the track um was this alina penderhughes uh just perfect use of features like all of the features really did their thing but like i said Nick, nikki jean really i thought shined on this album I, I really enjoyed all of her features those two definitely have a great chemistry which isn't surprising you know if you listen to lupe since the beginning he's always collaborated with nikki um and even troy Irons. she's uh troy irons was on tetsuo and youth uh so those those two always just make a great they, they make a great duo but like i said just a lot of these topics and just the way he was able to just paint like this alternate just reality where he flipped the whole slavery narrative into something else and it, it was you you could tell he took a lot of time to come up with this like it was a pretty 
this was very detailed. He I definitely like he, he didn't just like wake up and like just slap this together. Like this was very very well thought out, and he he just he really just kind of kind of covered the topic of of blackness, but he put like such a crazy flip on it. <laughs> the way he was just like I said, he altered the slave story and just created his own his own just like alternate reality with it and just made like an entire album based on that concepts and other concepts that are kind of like somewhat related to that so production bars concepts i i enjoyed this album way more than i thought i was like i said when i first went into this i saw 24 tracks i got nervous I listened to it and now I've listened to this album so many times and like every time I listen I I start just finding new tracks that I'll start to like more and more that maybe I wasn't paying too much attention before but man I've I've, I've been rambling for a long time so I'm gonna just let me rattle off some of my favorites um Alan Forever I already described the story of that track that's that's a favorite um Janala Forever is a favorite um Timbuktu Day, I like, and I liked, um, I mentioned that too, because aside from concepts, we all know that Lupe got bars, we, we know, we know the man can rap, I love, uh, Happy Timbuktu Day, I love his flow on there, um, definitely with the bars, and the last, the last track, man, Mural, Mural Jr., what I, I, when I looked at the track list, and I, I literally, I looked up at the track list, and, and, I was like, Miro Jr., I got, I hope, I hope this is great. If everything else on this album is trash, get me to Miro Jr. and let it be what I think it's going to be. Um, and for those who don't know, Miro was a track off of Tattoo on Youth. It was actually the opening track to the album. It's probably one of Lupe's greatest songs that he's ever made. It is a straight up, like, metaphorical bar fest. And Miro Jr. is, is no, no different. I, I don't know if it's better than Miro, but... It, it, it's like it's right there if it's if it's not better than mural it's 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 right there like it, it's right next to it um i love the line uh or the lines uh, these are real words these are real words from a savage mind unmaximized man on an average climb who don't deserve the whole truth and only half your time fix the life of the whole booth fix the life of a whole booth and only half a line in the future life i don't even have to rhyme we'll get the entire Ar- armageddon with only half the signs boy <laughs> boy <laughs> this man barfest man um other favorites like i said wave files the track of him just describing the slaves walking back to africa and like like the cold like spacey aquatic feel of that beat um going back to happy timbuktu um i like the line uh, hard and soft when i lay it down got a wu-tang logo on my duvet that's yin yang. That's baby boy and Ving Rhames. That's the best of both worlds. Like God caused the Big Bang. Just bars, man. Um, down with another good one. I like that where he's talking about being cool with the fish and the <laughs> the fish and the, the all, all the sea creatures. Um, I really love Nikki Jean's uh, hook on there. It was, it was just very descriptive. Um, King Nas is another one. I, like I said, I just I like the really smooth jazzy feel of that one. Uh, and Hala, uh, Hala Selassie is definitely a favorite. Um, the, uh, the the nod to Selassie, I thought that that's a really dope track. I like the the vibe on that one. Um, 
Gold versus the right thing to do is also a really good one. Even though the, the whole like Jamaican accent he was trying to do, kind of eh. <laughs> but I really like the concept of the track. But really, man, this this whole album is really good. Stack That Cheese, which is kind of a nod back to Hip Hop Save My Life. I don't think it's better to, to Hip Hop Save My Life, but I just like that there was a kind of a throwback. And there, I think there are a couple songs on here where he, he kind of does these odes, um back to like previous songs that he's done um and stack that cheese is like i said it's literally kind of like a it's kind of an ode back to hip-hop save my life um and if you listen to it you'll you'll get it but i I really enjoyed this album and i i can't really say there are any song the only songs in here i don't really listen to and i don't even think it's because they're bad it's just because there are other songs i like so much more that i i tend to skip like the middle section of this album or really it's only two songs uh stronger and sun god sam and the california uh, the california drug deals I, I always just pass over those tracks and then i end up on uh like cripple or king Nas or question from chairman fred or i'll go back to Mio jr for like the 80th time <laughs> but nah man this and I, I'll, I'll i'll end this here because I've, I've been talking for a while but after I listened to this album for about the fourth time, <laughs> I was I was thinking like where where does this rank in Lupe's discography? And I know I might be being prisoner of the moment, but just just a quick um just a quick look back. So I, I just want to compare this to his other works and first I thought of well is this better than Tetsuo on Youth and I was like yeah I, I feel pretty uh pretty comfortable saying this is better than Tetsuo on Youth I, I don't think that's a question is this better than Droga's Light that do, do we really even need to say <laughs> definitely is this better than Lasers it's definitely better than Lasers is this better better than Food and Liquor 2 you know what I never even all the way listened to Food and Liquor 2 and I guarantee you it's better than that so that would leave you with The Cool and Food and Liquor now, personally, for me, The Cool is my favorite Lupe album. It's one of my, like, all-time favorite albums ever. But I had to really think about it. Like, I don't know if it's, like, better than The Cool and Food and Liquor. Because I think for those albums, for a lot of people, and even for me, those albums hold, like, a significant nostalgia kind of to them. And they were also just phenomenal projects. But I think those those albums probably just mean a lot to people who... You know, when a lot of us, at least if you're my age, you know, you were probably like in high school when Food and Liquor came out and it just kind of holds that nostalgic meaning to you. But Droga's Waves has to be up there with some of his best work because I think there are just things, even if it's not his best album, there are things he did on this album that I think he's done better than any other project. Like I said, this is easily his most, I think this is his most well-produced album I think in terms of concepts and just like songs in general, like th these are some of the best like ideas that he's managed to flush out over tracks. Um, so there, there are things on this album, I think that he, he, he hit another level. And uh, I think it's just crazy that even if you, you go back and listen to food and liquor and the cool, he was a, a monster then. And then you listen to tracks like Mural on Tetsuo and Youth. 
and you realize like yo he's still he's still at like he's still hitting another level and then you listen to this and it's like he he might still be getting better <laughs> and like i said projects like this are why no matter how many bad albums he gives me <laughs> or if he has like a misstep here or there he'll give me a drogas wave and i'll be right back and i'll just act like those other missteps just didn't happen because i'll get a project like this that i just enjoy so much I, I could go on and on, but it's been a little over half an hour, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but I, I would say, though, um, listen to this album more than once. Because it didn't, the first time I listened to it, I liked it. But I, I, I wasn't, like, super thrilled. And then when I actually sat down and, like, really listened, listened to the project, I was like, oh, he... Yeah, he, he 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 nailed this one. This this was straight out the park. So if you want, you know you know what Lupe does. If you listen to him, if you want content, if you want just ideas that are way different or just not not what you're hearing from from other artists. Like this is literally just a full flushed out concept and story narrative that he is giving you throughout this entire album. Also mixed in with you know, Lupe bars and wordplay and imagery and metaphors as he always does. Basically, if you're a Lupe fan, I don't see why you wouldn't you wouldn't like this. This this to me, in my opinion, is some of his best work. And for an album that's 24 tracks long, I didn't think I would keep going back to it because it would probably just feel like a drag. But no, nah, this this is gonna stay in rotation for a minute, man. Um, so salutes to Lupe, Drogas Wave for me is where it's at. Um, I would definitely encourage you guys if you were skeptical, maybe you didn't look like Drogas Light like I did. I promise you, this is leagues better <laughs> than than Drogas Light. This this is definitely some of Lupe's best work. Um, so give it a listen, man. Just just give it a listen. I will leave a link in the description below uh probably itunes link so you can listen and, and purchase all that good stuff um, I, i'm waiting for a physical of this coming out because I, I want i need a physical of this i definitely want a physical of this album but lupe fiasco or drogas wave he he hit this one out the park over the fence the ball's gone <laughs> the, the, the ball is gone he he he, he smashed this one but yeah, this this was a really amazing listen. I'm sorry this review was so long, but there was just so much to talk about on this album. I honestly could have went longer. I, I was even thinking of doing another episode and getting somebody else on here because I I feel like this is the kind of album that you want to discuss with with other people because it, it's just it's so much to to unpack with this album. But um, that's all I got, man. Lupe Fiasco, Drogas Waves, give it a listen. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. But that's all I got for you guys today, man. It has been another episode of the Sounds Like Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. And until next time, I will catch you guys later.